A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When I talk to like other people, it's like, I don't know them. They're like, I've never met most of these people like in person, but you, I know you and you're normally sitting right across from me. And now I'm talking to you and you're somewhere else. This is very futuristic to me. I feel like I'm in Wakanda. Huh, except now you can't claim that I'm beating you because I'm not present. <laughs> there's, there's still the aura of you're going to kick me in the face floating through the air. I can hear it in your tone. I'm not there. I can't do it unless it's just emotional and psychological. <laughs> that, yeah, that's real abuse. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good on that. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. What's happened to Neuro Nerds? Guess who's back? In a fashion, <laughs> I'm back. Oh my gosh, you know what you are to me right now? I guess I'm that to you, what? but I'm saying it first. You're Jarvis to me because I'm here, but all I can do is oh hear gosh. you because you're not here physically. Oh my God. You're my Jarvis. <laughs> or I could be Karen. Okay, well, no, I like Jarvis because Jarvis ends up turning into vision and I love vision. And then I get my soul stone plucked out of my brain and I'm an empty husk. I I'll say this though. If you had the soul stone, you would go out like a champion. I got to tell you, Vision, he kind of went out a little soft to me. He got stabbed and he's like, oh, I can't move. It's like, all right, cool. We can still fight. Like you can't phase. I got to I gotta call a nerd penalty. He didn't have the soul stone, my friend. He had the mind oh, stone. Oh, he did have the mind stone. That's right. My bad. <laughs> so if you had the mind stone, no matter what, I think you would have gone out like a champion. Oh, thank you. I say that. See, I was going to make another Lauren Beats Joe joke, but I'm not going to do yeah, that. No. I'm bigger than that. I'm better than that. And I'm really afraid of what you do if I continue with these jokes. <laughs> well, hi, guys. <laughs> I'm currently not abusing Joe physically. <laughs> as y'all know, I'm busy as always. This is literally being recorded in between work and rehearsal and teaching later this evening. Oh, my gosh. You've been uh, uh, kicking ass. Like you, you're, you're a renaissance woman. You do it all. And you do it all in every, it's not even like, oh, over the, no, like every single day. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wish it wasn't every single day and I could like rest or take a vacation. You know, that's why I only like travel once a year. But when I'm gone, I'm gone. <laughs> when I'm gone, when I'm gone, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. See, we can't have an episode without any with some kind of singing. That's just a thing. I'm going to try to abstain from singing because y'all don't need to be having your ears bleeding. <laughs> oh, you have an amazing voice. I'm sure no, I've never I really heard you sing sing. Let me put it this way. People pay me to dance, not to sing. <laughs> people people pay me to stop singing. So, I mean, I don't know what that <laughs> t- that probably speaks volume. So we were talking. About- no, no, no. You, you pay to sing. That's why you go to karaoke. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I pay in alcohol and then people pay with yeah. their ears. Um, so I, uh, Lauren brought up imposter syndrome. I didn't really know much about it. I actually had to Google it. I actually had to have Lauren send me over the link of the Wikipedia of imposter syndrome because I didn't know much about it. Yeah. So imposter syndrome gained, uh, if you've never heard of it before, gained, uh, popularity rather recently as a kind of more recent phenomenon. Um, and it goes by a couple different names. So um, like imposter phenomenon, imposterism, fraud syndrome, imposter experience, but it's mostly known as imposter syndrome. I believe it was the founder. It was a female CEO of a company. Man, do I wish I remember her name. It was um, some big company like Facebook, but it wasn't Facebook. And I really wish I could remember what it was, but it it was in the last uh, like five, 10 years. I think this is where that book lean in came into about um, a few years ago as well. But it was the idea. Lean in. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lean in was a New York Times bestseller uh, book. Let's see, I'm pulling it up right now. So Lean in was written by Sheryl Sandberg. Oh, yeah, I think it is Facebook. Um, She, yeah, she was the chief CEO of Facebook or COO of Facebook. And it was talking about the idea of how women, especially in business, um, go through this, um, like, again, phenomenon of where you might have a job that you are technically qualified for, but you are in living in constant fear or constant feeling of like, they're going to find you out. Like you put like you're proficient with Excel on your, uh, resume and then they're going to have you do Excel and you're like, Oh my God, I don't know anything. Oh, right. Um, but it's a real thing where, um, I think they said like an example, I think from the book was like, if there's a job description that a woman more, more or less a woman will look at it. And if she doesn't fulfill a hundred percent of the qualifications, she won't even apply because she's not quote unquote qualified. But a male, what they would do is they'll look at it and they'll be like, I kind of fit 50% apply. Right. Right. And so, Um, But beyond the kind of work or job industry where this happens, it happens in daily life. And anytime you have any sort of accomplishment, whether it's uh, something noteworthy like Albert Einstein or it's literally like I got up and tied my shoes today. Like and it's the idea of doubting your accomplishments. That, you know, um, people, you know, when people say something nice about you or they think you're you would be great for a job or great for this and like the questions that go through in your mind are what why like have you met me and then most of the time you're like oh maybe they're just trying to be nice to me or you don't really believe the compliments that you're given right i see i with you you're awesome i don't know if you ever have that you shouldn't uh yeah that's crazy don't do that you're awesome yeah it's an actual but it's an act that's why i wanted to talk about it. it's an actual thing you don't have to have clinical 
um, or diagnosed anxiety. You don't have to have depression in order to suffer from imposter syndrome. Right. Um, but it, it's and it's very pervasive because oftentimes you feel like you're alone and or that um, it's not an issue. Like it's just you. You're like, no, 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 I'm not good enough or, or they're going to find me out. But being able to talk about it and putting it out into a forum such as this, where we have people that are listening, especially if you're recovering from a brain injury um, or a mental health issue, this is this goes hand in hand with that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I I'm not very kind to myself <laughs> when things don't go right. I get really, really um, upset. And I guess everything that like I've accomplished means nothing. And I mm-hmm. kind of feel that way. It's like, oh, I, I guess I'm not as awesome as I thought I was or as people think I am because you know you think I'm awesome don't you Lauren yes of course (laughs) so so yeah I guess it's a little bit of that that imposter thing where I'm like man I think I'm kind of killing it but then like some days I'm like I'm not killing it at all I'm barely getting by you know and and I'm almost afraid to like talk to anybody or even do do the show because I'm like oh my god these people are going to see how weak and frail and fragile I really am oh yeah and then like for me especially when we do neuro nerds like half the time Uh, there's like doubt when I'm doing this in the sense of like, oh, everyone like, yeah, I have a brain injury, which means I'm automatically part of the group. Oh yeah. And I host this. But the other part of me is like, do I, it, do I really like pass the threshold to be in this group? And I go through that too. And that has to do with imposter syndrome. That's crazy. That's, I I, I always say the word crazy. I even say the word crazy in therapy. And my therapist always like tells me, she's like, you know, you probably shouldn't use that word. It's, 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 um, it's it's not crazy. It's it's weird. I'll just say weird. You know, it's 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 weird that the mind goes to that place. You know, like no matter what yeah. you've built, no matter what you've done, you still have that thing. It, it isn't good enough, or it was just luck. You know. Well, of course, yeah, exactly. And there are some people that are super famous that have had this. Um, self-admitted are Albert Einstein, Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, even Emma Watson. Um, confess, you know, quote Hermione unquote, confess Granger? that they have. Yes, that their accomplishments, they either got lucky or that they're like uh, they, they were skating by and no one knew or they were doing stuff that was unremarkable and they didn't trust it. Oh, wow. 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 That's, yeah. that's deep. Yeah, wow, that's that's deep. Yeah. So so for me, I mean, there's a, a lot of the people out there that like listen to the show and like, have reached out to me. And I feel like I almost feel like a responsibility to like always push forward and not put on a brave face. But like not really complain too much because there's so many worse off people out there than myself. And I almost feel um, I feel bad for complaining. I'm like I, I like physically I'm, I'm kind of doing well. I have a couple of deficits here and there. Mentally, I'm a basket case. But I mean, I'm functional enough to like even do this stuff. So like sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. But like it's hard to share that because I want to kind of present a certain way, you know. Oh, definitely. And one of the other ways to really look at it is that um, because so if you're even talking about that way where there's a comparison, which one there shouldn't, because I always like to tell people um, that reach out to me or my students when I teach them is that your trauma is your trauma is your trauma. Like you can't compare your trauma to someone else like me. My trauma growing up was I was terrified of being mediocre and being viewed that way versus I have friends who have horrific abuse that they've repressed for years. And I'd be like, oh, you know, I don't got it that bad. Right. But to me, that's still very personal and very monumental, uh, like monumental to me, right. you know, but you can't compare that because one, you you just can't like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't, re- I 
my uh, self-esteem and performance issues have nothing to do with someone's abuse. But um, to you, it's still that real. Right. And I mean, sometimes when I'm talking with you guys, um, you listeners who reach out to me and they tell me these amazing stories and tell you guys tell me you look up to me or that I inspire you or even just talking to Joe. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I should not be complaining because I don't have these same issues. And sometimes and what ends up happening is you don't talk about what's going on and you don't talk about um, when you need help or when you're going through tough things. And so then you feel even more alone and even more of a fraud. Oh, partner, I missed you tremendously. You literally oh, just, there's like a little thing that just went off. Like I've been saying this steadily for, I don't know how long where I'm like, yeah, I feel like I almost don't have the right to like have bad days. Like I feel like mm-hmm. no matter anytime I'm like feeling bad, like there's somebody who's having so much worse, which is true, but that doesn't take away from what I'm feeling, you know, like yep. what I'm feeling is real. And I, you can't, that, I do that a lot. I compare myself to other people. I'm like, hey, I have feeling in, in, in all sides. I have a, a tremors in my right hand, but other people like have no feeling in one side of their body, which is crazy to me. Some people are, you know, paralyzed. They have to be in a wheelchair. Like I, I compare myself to that, which I shouldn't, you know, but I do. Correct. It, it's, it's hard. But we it's, all do it's it. It's hard not to, though. It's like, it's so hard not to because. Oh, it's part of human nature that, I mean, we all do it to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to get away from, you know, but like even just hearing that right now, it's like, yeah, but, you know, I, I, like my feelings have to be validated. If not, I kind of have noticed I stopped talking a little bit. I don't talk as much mm-hmm. about like how I'm feeling, like if I'm going through like a little bit of a rough patch or if I'm having a moment, whatever it is, I, I'm not doing that because I have this thing in my head that, nope, other people out there, they're worse than you, Joe. What are you complaining about? You selfish bastard. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, that's what, I don't yeah. Do that. Well, I mean, the last, I mean, even just myself, because I listen to all our episodes, like everyone should be doing, listen to our episodes. Oh, yeah, I got to tell you, we're um, pretty amazing. I know we are. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I go through and I listen to them too, because I, guys, y'all know I drive like a crazy person. I drive three to four hours a day, over 100 miles a day, safely, uh, round trip. Safely. Sa- I do drive, but safely. like a crazy person. But so. <laughs> I mean, crazy as in the amount of miles and how long that I just drive. Not true. crazy as in like road rage. Uh, this is not going to be uh, uh, like one of the, what's that movie that was like drive angry or something like that? <laughs> it was drive angry. God's an awful movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's that's not me normally. Um, but so I'll listen to these and then I start listening and I'm like, oh yeah, the last few episodes, I've been pulling away from talking about anything I'm going through. Um, and kind of keeping it on the down low because Joe's going through some stuff or I feel like mine's not that big of a deal right now. Um, but it does the same thing for us. Like Joe and I are friends and there's times where I'm like, yeah, you know what? My issues aren't that big today. So we don't need to talk about them. And so I've noticed in the last few, last few episodes that I've been on that, you know, we don't talk about what I'm going through. And so then I feel like, oh my God, am I even an effective host? Do I even need, like, that's when the imposter syndrome comes in where it's like, Oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, I'm not really part of this. I am, but, you, you know, that's what are. goes on. I mean, I, I mean that. You absolutely are. You're, you're, you're. Um, oh, yeah. Like, we're, we're a team, partner. <laughs> well, no. So, rationally, again, this, so imposter syndrome is like an irrational fear, right? It's like if you're, um, like I fly all the time when I fly international, there's sometimes where I have an irrational fear that if I don't wear this one necklace that I was given from my cousin in Hawaii, and it's a, it's a hook from New Zealand and it's supposed to signal, it's supposed to be protection over water. 
And so like, I have an irrational fear sometimes, like if I don't wear it, <laughs> the plane's going to crash wow. into water. Like that's irrational. It, it, it is but, because if that's true, it's your fault that all these other people are going down in the water. See, exactly. I don't think that's I don't true. I need that responsibility. They, they're holding up their end. <laughs> they have their <laughs> hook so, necklaces, Lauren. Right. Right. <laughs> but so that's what imposter syndrome is. Just like everything else we go through with um, like anxiety and, and depression, mm-hmm. a lot of it is irrational. So logically, we can recognize like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Or logically, of course, this is valid. Or of course, this is okay. And this isn't real. But especially when you have a brain injury and you're recovering and your brain is still kind of trying to figure itself back to whatever new normal is. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, all the irrational can, stuff. Can I tell you what messes with you when you're irrational? Being rational. <laughs> like, you should. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, like. When things make sense, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't feel this way because of this. There is no possible way that I can think anything different, but I think differently, you know? Yeah. Like when, when people tell me, hey, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. You shouldn't be so difficult on you because you had one little hiccup. You know, if you're not going to pat yourself on the back, you shouldn't beat yourself up that badly. I'm like, yeah, but I still feel like a failure because I had that little hiccup and none of my accomplishments mean anything because I'm this huge failure. I'm lying to the world. I suck. So it's hey, that's uh, you just summarized imposter syndrome in a nutshell. It's, it's, it's weird. That's so funny. I had no idea that it was imposter syndrome. I just thought it was see, see, Joe being Joe. more education. <laughs> exactly. No, it, so it's, there's lots it's such, of people it's such that an interesting that. thing. And it's so it's see, I was going to say crazy again. It's not crazy. It's such a, a, a weird thing that all of us recoverers is that a word? <laughs> all of us who are going through recovery from this, this these brain issues that we all go through. It's just nice to know that there's a name for some of the things that we're going through, you know? Oh, yeah. And that helps, too, is sometimes. So if you're listening and you've ever had that, whether it's in work, relationships, um, any creative projects you're doing, um, you know, even just like existing, because sometimes that's what you got to do to get through the day is kind of like exist. Right. Um, right. And you have those doubts, you know, it, it helps to be able to like add some logic into the equation. So it like pulls out like that pulls you a little bit out of that spiral. Um, so it's like, it's like, you're just stepping to the right out of the spiral. So you can be like, okay, there's a little bit of reasoning that I can't control to this. All right. It's not all in the mind. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's weird too, because you know, your mind is your mind. It's you see things. Mm -hmm. as a So you remember that dress, the blue and black dress, and then it was also gold and white. Yes. Okay. That's perception. That blew my mind because in my mind, (laughs) I see this dress and it's this color. And then these other people are saying, no, it's absolutely not that color. It's this color. I kind of felt like I was a little bit crazy, you know. But then once I realized, oh, well, it's this thing in your eyes and the mind, it perceives light this way. And I was like, oh, it made sense to me. So I didn't feel like I was like losing my mind or other people are crazy. So like, the, the- yeah, if we're if we're going to go really literary, um, most people have uh, read this in high school or in college, um, if you took an intro to philosophy, is the idea of the allegory of the cave. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is. No. Enlighten me. <laughs> so the allegory of the cave. Um, hang on, I just have to make sure who it was. Okay, it was Plato. Um, so it was by Plato. And if you don't know who Plato is, that's the guy he's that one made of the... that stuff that's really squishy. It's kind of, no, oh wait, no, it's a different type of Plato. <laughs> My bad. Uh, he's one of the founders of our modern um, like legal systems and um, like basics of Western psychology and stuff like that. Uh, 
but it had to do with um, the effect of perception and shadows. And like it had to do with like, I, I'm not going to redo the whole allegory of the cave, but basically like the, um, the symbolism or the themes about it um, had to do with the idea of perception. So like if you only see the shadow of something, so like let's say you see a shadow of a cat that's being projected on, or a bird, like let's say you see a bird against a wall of a shadow, mm-hmm. you might be like, hey, that's a bird. But in reality, it's two, it's like two hands joined making a shadow puppet. Oh, okay. So it's that idea of our perception has to do with what, like kind of like where we're looking at it from. So if I'm looking at it and all I see is the shadow and I can't see what's making the shadow or, or the light source, I think it's a bird versus if I'm, you know, maybe a couple steps back and I can see the person playing with the flashlight and then I know it's two hands or it's like a cutout and it's a projection. Oh, life's all about perspective. Exactly. Ah. See, so I'm doing horrible. I'm doing terrible. I'm a fraud. No, nope. look at it from a different angle. I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of killing exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. See, Joe gets things. <laughs> I didn't say you didn't. Just, you just take some time to get there sometimes. No, no. Most of the time. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm a work in progress like the rest of us. So, yeah, definitely imposter syndrome is a very interesting phenomenon. But it's not just relegated or um, to, you know, like psychology or like the work environment. It also like bleeds into our media and to nerdy things. Oh, yeah. And this is what we're going to pull the nerd stuff in because, you know, we got got the the neuro stuff down. Let's get into the nerd. You know, so I I think I texted this to you earlier. I was like, does Bucky have imposter syndrome? Yes, and do you have my response to you? <laughs> Here, I will pull it up. I will pull it up. Because he asked me, and again, I'm like the resident Bucky, um, what do you call it, uh, source oh, here. Oh, absolutely. Expert. I, I'm pretty sure if, if it was socially acceptable, you would have uh, I am a Bucky fan tattooed on your neck. Uh, no, <laughs> that's a little much for me. That would be where Steve Rogers would have it tattooed, except that would probably be on his ass and it says property of the Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Stucky forever, Stucky forever. Um, But so this is what I sent him because he says, do you think Bucky had imposter syndrome? And I said, sure. I don't know if it's canon confirmed because I have not seen the, I have not read extensively through the comics. So I don't don't know. At least the Winter Soldier version of Bucky, not the original Bucky who was the young, um, what do you call it? Sidekick in the comics. But I said, at least in fandom and or fanon, it is. And I think we could all extrapolate from the evidence that it's a realistic conclusion that Bucky probably has imposter syndrome as he's recovering from 70 years of brainwashing and torture, trying to be who Bucky Barnes is. Who is Bucky Barnes? <laughs> right. I, I would think he would have I mean, imposter syndrome because he murdered a bunch of people. And then like, as now he's the, the beacon of hope, he's a symbol of freedom. He's a symbol of everything that's right in America. Cause he's captain America. So I think he, well, I'm a fraud. Right. I did murder a bunch of people. I was a winter soldier. I was a, um, a I was going to say Soviet. He wasn't Soviet. I was a Hydra assassin. Yes. Well, yeah, he also worked for the KGB. Did he work for the KGB? Yeah. Oh, I guess he did. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. see? I know. I In the comics, he trained Natasha in the Red That's Room. That's right. Uh, see? So the, all right. So like the little information neurons, they just connected. See? I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> so but so no definitely if also if you think about it from the mcu um 
kind of canon there, it totally makes sense because, of course, in Winter Soldier, the the movie, you know, when he's strapped to the chair and talking to Alexander Pierce and he's asking who Steve was because he's like, I knew him. And then they had to fry his brain again. Right. right? right. Yeah. Let's get rid of that um, memory. Right. And then at the very end of that movie, um, in one of the cutscenes at the end, he goes to the Smithsonian and sees the glass relief with his photo and his history. And there's like this look of shock. Sebastian Stan is an amazing actor, <laughs> does everything with the eyes. Um, but think about that, that like disconnect right there, right? Like he's like, one, he doesn't know who he is. He knew he worked for Hydra and just almost killed Steve. And then Steve said their romantic, uh, like trigger words of like uh, their version of I love you, right? I'm pushing Stucky. It's going to be canon someday. <laughs> I think it's canon and on then, the NeuroNerds for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, and so what? So he tries to go learn about himself. So he goes to the Smithsonian and he's confronted with his photo and them t- and this whole history of him. And he's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, right. like, I think that's totally a 100 percent valid conclusion to make that of all his psychoses that he has, including PTSD and everything else. Imposter syndrome is in there. Hey, no, I, I think so, too, because uh, and again, rationality. You were mm-hmm. you were brainwashed. You were this. You're like all of these things. That's why these things happen. You're still a good person. You didn't really have control over those things. And I'm sure in the back of his head, even he's like, yeah, I, I think I might be a fraud. I might be I, I, evil because I did all these things, even though he knows it wasn't him that did these things. Well, if you remember in Civil War, um, he even like Steve says, oh, that's like not your fault. Like you didn't do those things. And he even said, but I did them. Right. You know, but I did. And, you know, he acknowledges that he's the one that physically killed Tony Stark. And you got to remember Tony or not Tony Stark, um, his father. Um, that was rough. That, yeah, that they were friends in World War II. Howard Stark made Bucky's um, weapons and everything like that and made Cap's shield and all the things for the Howling Commandos, at least in the movie verse. So they were friends. And then he went and killed his friend, oh, you know, because he was under control. So can you imagine that? Yeah. So if you dark, I know I just, I just took this even darker. <laughs> How did you make the winter soldier even more uh, uh, dark and, and, and angry and mean? Because I can <laughs> I actually like his character. I think he's going to be an awesome captain America at some point. Okay, but a sidebar. Someone brought up an interesting theory because they don't... So a friend of mine was like, do you really think he's going to be the next Captain America? And so. I'm like, well, duh, that's that's part of the canon. Like, it's Bucky and then it's Falcon. Right. And then a friend of mine's like, no. Her theory is Falcon's going to be the next Captain America and Bucky is going to become whoever the White Wolf is because they keep oh, pushing they, White they've Wolf. They've said that several times. I hope not because I love Falcon. I think he's really, really good. I think he's very funny. I don't think he's as big a like Captain America is larger than life, right? Mm-hmm. Falcon is not. Winter Soldier is right there. He's close to being larger than life. I'm not talking about physically. I'm just talking about like as a character, as like an entity in this world. I think I would much rather have Winter Soldier as Captain America, even though I get a lot of crap from people saying, yeah, but he's a murderer. He's not. He he was he was brainwashed a prisoner of war he was. he was a prisoner of war he was he, he he had no control of what he's doing and i trust in shuri that she got rid of all that nasty stuff because she's a genius mm-hmm. and yeah yes. it should absolutely be winter soldier because i'm i just googled this because i didn't know much about white wolf and i couldn't remember and so if you no know, one knows who the white wolf is again this is the name that 
T'Challa and Shuri, and I think even the little kids in some of the scenes have been calling Bucky as he's been recovering in Wakanda. None of this should be spoilers. Okay, y'all, y'all should have seen. Absolutely, you should have. If not, shame on you. You deserve the spoilers. And so, according to Google, it says uh, White Wolf in the comics is the alter ego of T'Challa's adopted older brother, a white man named Hunter. In the books, Hunter's parents die in a plane crash over Wakanda, and he's raised by King T'Chaka. So I don't think so. Bucky is becoming this pseudo brother in arms, hmm, I guess. Of I could kind T'Challa. of see that, but I hope not. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I really wanted him to be um, Captain America because we had that amazing um, scene in Winter Soldier where Bucky picks up the shield. Yes, they, they've they've you hinted know? towards it like a couple of times where it's like, oh yeah, he's hanging out of the shield. Well, yeah, he's also one of the only few that can utilize it. You know, hello, we had the whole beatdown of Tony Stark in Civil War where they were badass tossing the uh, the shield. Oh, yeah, where well, they were playing hot potato while beating the crap out of Iron Man. That was fun. Yeah, right? So, like, I am like, Russo's, I love you, and I do trust you because you gave us Winter Soldier. And then you gave us Civil War. But you gave us Winter Soldier. Oh, man. And Infinity Wars. You know who I think has imposter syndrome? DC. Can I tell you why? <laughs> Guess what I saw this morning, Lauren? Oh, I don't want to know. You do. Actually, you don't, but you do. I saw the official Aquaman trailer. I still haven't watched it. With the extended scene. It's like six minutes. It's like this whole scene. Can I tell you? Hot trash. You can't see me, but I'm face palming right now. I I think I can can feel it. (laughs) It's... So yes, he's still Aquaman. So wait, wait, I'm sorry. So uh, am I vindicated that this is a four? The, the, the movie? No, remember where I was a four and you were a six on the optimism oh, scale? I, I, and we were you, five? You, I am leaning towards where you're at. I was an imposter <gasps> for sure. <laughs> it, it, like, I, it's, it's really, it's bad. Like, I'm not even going to say it's terrible because it could be dope. I'm going to say it's not going to be dope. <laughs> but it could oh, be. No. It could be. But it's not. So you're at a four. I, I, I'm you're definitely, four. I'm right there with you. After you see the trailer, you might drop even lower. Well, I promise to watch the trailer this evening in between rehearsal and teaching. I'll send you I'll uh, send you over the link because it's an extended scene. It's like six and a half minutes, something like that. Some of the action is pretty oh cool. God. I was in love with Black Manta because that's one of my favorite. Yes, villains. I know you were. Can I tell you it's really messed mm-hmm. up? Felice just ruined it for yeah. me. I was like, no, 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 the movie's okay. Like, it's not bad. I was like, at least Black Manta's going to be dope. And then he was running around, like, through buildings and stuff. And she was like, he just looks like a Power Ranger villain. Oh, <gasps> he does. Oh, no. I'm so sad. Oh, no. um, you should be. Black Manta, <laughs> you imposter. See what I did there? But yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty terrible. I'm not super thrilled with that. But I know you're going to be even less thrilled. So Misery Loves Company. Guys, let us know where you're at on this DC scale right now. If you're above a six, there's a problem. I I think uh, Joe is still high for Shazam. I I am. I am. Uh, I'm very hopeful. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm very hopeful. It's weird that Shazam has like rubber muscles in his suit. That looks really strange to me. Uh But Zachary Levi is like all bulked out. He looks, honestly, he kind of looks like he got stung by a bunch of bees. Oh my God. He's, He's not super ripped. He's not super buff. He's just like a skinny dude with like swollen. It, it just looks weird. It just looks strange, especially if you've ever seen Chuck. It's just weird. 
So I think I'm permanently at a four, possibly, and reserving judgment to go lower. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, um, for Shazam? For DC. No, for DC oh, in DC, general. DC, you know what? I am right there with you. Especially after, so you know the the next Joker movie is going to be, has nothing to do with the DC Extended Universe? Wait, how does that make sense? Uh, exactly. So they're going to do, uh, I guess, a Joker origin story, but it has nothing yeah. to do with Jared Leto's Joker. It has nothing to do with the Justice League and Aquaman and any of that. It's just its own thing where Joaquin Phoenix is the... the That's right. But he looks awesome. And I think it's going to be really, really entertaining, but it still makes no sense. Oh, and Joe's vindicated too. So the guy who um, did the, the Suicide Squad, the guy, David Ayers, I think it is, he's yeah. the one that okayed the tattoo on the Joker's forehead that says damaged. So he yeah. came out recently. He was like, yeah, guys. So that was a pretty bad idea. <laughs> okay, so... I totally forgot that Joaquin Phoenix was making that new movie. But do you know what theory I saw? And it was, I probably saw it on YouTube. um, That would make more sense now with the new Joker. What's that? Is that Jared Leto was Jason Todd after he'd been killed and tortured. But but I love that theory. I I love that theory. Even on his his face, he has the J. Is it for Joker? No, it could be for Jason Jason Todd. Right? Uh, that that's brilliant. So I remember that theory came out like before the Joker, like the before any of the footage actually came out. I yeah. actually as the first thing I said is this is too good. It's too good. It's too out of it. I, it's it's just too well written for DC to say, yes, this is what we're gonna do. And I was right. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely right. But if they decide that they're gonna do that, I would be right back on board. I'd go from a four oh. to a five and a half. Oh my God! Yeah, if DC wants to retcon that Jared Leto's Joker was a, was actually uh, Jason Todd and Ben Affleck and Jared Leto were just beating the crap out of each other because he has uh, some uh, deep seated anger issues and uh, betrayal with uh, and father issues with Batman, I'm totally about I'm, that. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. on board 100. <laughs> percent But instead, they're making a Joker origin story that has nothing to do with nothing. They're going to have a female led villain movie. Uh, Gotham City mm-hmm. Sirens with Catwoman mm-hmm. and Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn for some reason and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And Harley Quinn is also doing like another side movie for herself. It's awful. It's uh, it's and again after you see after you see Aquaman, you'll see where I'm coming from. If anyone from DC listens to us, please just retcon it. You could just come out and release a statement and that would help or or you can just stick to making amazing animated movies because those are so dope i'm so in yes this is true but by the way is is, uh the next neuro nerd movie outing is it going to be aquaman do we want it to be aquaman well i think we i have to see it like that has to happen and i know you really like (sighs) jason momoa and yeah, it's weird. Okay, so one of two things is going to happen. <laughs> we're going to have a pity party and make fun of DC and just all of the, the, the shit that we've been talking, it's going to come to fruition. Or we're going to be pleasantly surprised and we're going to go from fours to 4.3s. You know what I think we need to do is sneak in a GoPro on a like handheld thing or whatever and film our reactions as like extra behind oh, the scenes footage jo- and then make a compilation of our, <laughs> our very horrible reactions. Joe has a GoPro. Hmm. Maybe I can get a night vision GoPro. There we go. Hmm. Ideas, ideas, ideas. <laughs> 
But yeah, we, we for sure so, have to have a, a, a neuro nerd night at the movie again because that, that was fun as heck. And I'm pretty sure yes. you're not going to bruise my arm. And I'm pretty no, sure I won't, I won't have to comfort you because no, nobody important will die. Well, and if I cry through this, it's more from like laughter or from like disappointment. It's going to be so. from disappointment. I'm calling it. <laughs> well, I wanted to add one more, like a reversal to our imposter uh, talk today, mm-hmm. which was on um, and to keep it with Halloween theme since it is October. Um, so one of my favorite Halloween movies of all time. And it's not even set really. I think in, in Halloween, except in the very beginning of the movie is the Adams family. Movie. Oh, I love the Adams family. <laughs> I love the Adams family. I mean, Morticia and Gomez are hashtag relationship goals. Um, so like that's amazing. Gotta me, yeah. But right. Mon cher. Except we're not saying that to each other. Um, <laughs> but like a reversal from imposter syndrome where it's like, oh, you're you're just waiting for them to find out because you think you're an imposter. Think about Uncle Fester, right? Again, he was an amnesiac, right? Oh, the same right. thing. Because he was caught in the tuna net uh, during from the Bermuda Triangle. I know this movie way yes, too much. Yes, you do. Um, this, this, is, but, this is one of those things. This is Lauren being Lauren. This is awesome. Yes, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. And uh, But so if you think about it, his Uncle Fester, I think that his name was Gordon when his like lone shark con woman mother found him and was brainwashing him or he's amnesiac. So she told him, Oh, it was, uh, uh, was John Cusack, son. wasn't it? No, she was in the second movie and she was the crazy babysitter. She was. Yeah. It, uh, his mom, her con name was Dr. Penderschloss. <laughs> Dr. Penderschloss. <laughs> That's, oh my God. Yes. You really do know this movie. Yes. Yes, I do. But so if you think about it, so they're trying to con the, the Adams family out of money. So, they shave off um, what Christopher Lloyd's hair and they tell him he's going to pretend to be Gomez's brother named Fester in order to get to their uh, fortune. So here comes Gordon pretending to be Fester and he's like, okay, they're going to find me out. Oh my God, I, I don't know how to act around them. And they're all crazy. Be discovered because he knows, quote unquote, knows he's an imposter. But in a twist of fate and the movie, we discover he actually is Fester. That's crazy. So it's like a it's like a reversal where it's like, oh, he is an imposter. He thought he was an imposter, but he really is the person. Man, all, that all this time I thought I was George Clooney. Turns out I really am George Clooney. Oh, I was like, you grabbed your own ass? Yeah. Is that what oh, you're saying? Well, it's mine. I can do whatever I want with it. <laughs> this is true. If you can't touch it, no one else can. <laughs> Don't say no one else wants to. They do. Joe's got a donk. I didn't I didn't say no one else wanted to. I just said no one else. If you, This is what I tell my students all the time when they're learning how to twerk and they got to grab their butt. And I'm like, if you can't touch your own butt, no one else can. So think about that. <laughs> Wait, I was talking to, I was talking about to one of the Stromies, Sarah, about twerking for some reason. And I was like, don't worry, we're going to do um, some content soon. And Lauren is going to teach me how to twerk. You already started once. I think I did OK. Yeah, for like... For like half a second. I think I did okay, right? Uh, no? Sure. No? Sure. Come on. No. Come on. Come on. You need a lot of work. <laughs> Which is why that's going to be its whole other project and episode and video. Oh, yeah. That, that's gonna, that might actually be a special Patreon thing we do for you guys. So, yeah, we, we, we started a Patreon yes. for, for the, uh, the Neuro Nerds. And um, we're also, eventually, we're going to be doing, we're going to have a YouTube channel. We're going to be taking over the world. 
But like some of the content that we're going to be doing is Lauren's for sure going to teach me how to twerk because she's number one, an amazing teacher. Like if you guys don't know that, uh, Lauren teaches a twerk class. What's it called? Twerk. Uh, oh, well, this month, since it's Halloween, it's put the boo in booty twerk class. Come on. How awesome is that? That just makes me so happy. It's a fun time. Come shake your ass with me. It, it, it is. So a- anybody in the, the L.A. area, you know, definitely um, uh, hit up Lauren for. Um, well, the, you, you teach several classes, don't you? Yeah, I teach uh, Middle Eastern dance. I teach pole dance. I teach twerk. I teach self-defense, and then I have a private competition team. Man, Lauren, you're an amazing teacher. You're a renaissance woman. So anybody out there interested in any of those, definitely contact Lauren directly. She's amazing. She even got me to twerk (laughs) for like a second and a half. Oh, and he's going to learn how to walk in uh, stilettos, guys. Yes. This is, again, why you want to be part of the Patreon, because there will be ridiculous things like this available to um, the various levels where you get to watch Joe twerk. Yes. Uh, we're also going to learn how to ride bikes because I don't know how to ride a bike and neither does Joe. Yes, it's embarrassing. So dig this. I fancy myself a pretty good, pretty decent athlete. You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a, a pretty dope basketball player. I'm, you know, a, a pretty decent football player. I was dope at track. Like, come on. Like, I'm a really good athlete. You get me on a bike. I really look like there's something wrong with me. I, I look like I did the day after my stroke. <laughs> oh my God, don't exaggerate. I'm sure it's not that bad. Can I, can I tell you? I'm hardly exaggerating. I don't know why. It might be a mental block, but I get on uh, like the, on, on a bike and I'm like a, a, a fawn trying to walk for the first time. And just stumble? It's bad. It's really bad. Like I'm almost embarrassed. If I had shame, I would be embarrassed. But as you know... <laughs> I don't have shame, so I should be embarrassed because it's really bad. I don't know why. I've had several people try to teach me, and they're kind of like half in, half out. So now I'm a grown-ass man. I survived a stroke. I, I I have to learn how to ride a bike because I want to, you know? And I think riding a bike would be amazing. Oh, yeah. I think it's like a life skill. Like, you never know if it's the zombie apocalypse. You might need a bike to run away. Like, I feel like I need this in my repertoire. Right. I, I don't understand how in The Walking Dead they weren't on more bikes. This is why I want to get my motorcycle license as well. I figure if the fate of the world or it's the apocalypse, like I might need to like there could be like a movie where like the fate of the world rests in my hands and there's a motorcycle next to me and I need to get somewhere like I can't be like, oh, sorry, I don't know how to ride a bike have, have or a motorcycle. You, have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Which version? The, with uh, with Thor? With Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. So do you remember when yeah. he, he, he hits the wall with the, the motorcycle? He like tries to jump yeah. the cliff? That's That yeah. would be me. I'd be like, I got you guys. Don't worry. I'll be back. And then like I'll go off the cliff and just slam into something and die. So yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to keep away from motorcycles because I don't know how to ride a bicycle yet. And when I do, pretty sure I might have training wheels. Who knows? Again, I don't really we'll have much We'll definitely have helmets. For, helm- we'll definitely have helmets. Helmets for sure. I might be the boy in the bubble. <laughs> I, I, you're gonna have a pink helmet, I think. Oh, I think so, you need a pink so I mentioned that um, uh, sleep's gonna teach me a little uh, some boxing, you know, to to, yeah. to stay in shape, keep my heart rate going, uh, so I can be an ass kicker, so I can defend myself from Lauren when she's trying to kick me in the face. Um, so I looked on Amazon. <laughs> I, looked on, I looked on Amazon, and obviously, what kind of gloves am I looking at? Pink, hot pink, bright pink, soft mm-hmm. pink. So I just have to find some some nice pink uh, 14 ounce gloves. The problem is they're all women's gloves. I think that's sexist. Why can't a grown ass man oh, like pink like oh, myself? Boo-hoo. 
right? Boo-hoo. That's like a woman say, oh, blue's my favorite color. Oh, all of these gloves are for men. No, that would be sexist. So I'm calling the sexist card. Come on, Amazon and boxers, get it together. Men like pink too. Wow. I just buy, see, I don't use gloves because I'm like, what do you mean you, you got to protect your knuckles? <laughs> so like I bare knuckle when I punch the punching bags, I'll be like in the, at the gym and I see all these guys with taped up hands and, and gloves and I'm just beating the crap out of a bag with my bare knuckles. Man, funny thing she's not mentioning about that bag. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) So I've had, um, oh, so I have this thing that I've been doing um, every day this month. I'm reaching out to a new survivor. So it's Mm -hmm. 31 days in October. So 31 new, hopefully new brain buddies. So I've reached out. So have you met five people? I have. Well, here's the thing. I've reached out to five people. I've met two. So I have three people who haven't responded back to me whether they just haven't gotten the message yet or they're just choosing not to. I hope they're not choosing not to because I'm pretty cool. I, I, I think, <laughs> I think you know, building a community like this is a beautiful thing. I think us survivors all have to stick together no matter what. And I, I love this little community that's being built. So I have hopes before the end of the month, everybody will get back to me and we'll all become friends. And we'll all grow and we'll all continue on this beautiful path to recovery and live life, love and thrive. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot all at once. Um, but yeah, so, so, so that's been pretty cool. I have one more, one person. Wait, I did. I reached out to somebody this morning. So then tomorrow I got another person. So I have this whole list. I'm putting a spreadsheet together, all good things, but I've been having amazing conversations with like new survivors, which has been great. You know, some stroke survivors, some, uh, brain injury survivors, uh, one woman got in a horrific car accident. She had like brain surgery and, you know, I'm not naming names cause I don't know if they want to be talked about, but, uh, she, it, she has an amazing story and she's super positive and super like loving and caring and, and, and gung ho about meeting and growing and talking about like uh, her issues and hearing about other people and wanting to not only that wanting to help other people. That's what I love about our community. Everybody really mm-hmm. wants to help one another, which I dig so much. Yeah, definitely. And even, um, you know, there's this woman I have to put you in contact with. Wait, was she a fighter? She might have been a fighter. She suffered a major concussion and she's having some um, issues getting back. So uh, I told her about you and hopefully she'll give me the okay that um, I can have you reach out to her and you guys can talk about, you know, recovering from concussion. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's listening to me, like definitely like you sometimes I feel like if you're if you're not a stroke survivor, like there's part of us that are like, okay, well, again, it comes back to imposter syndrome where we're like, we don't actually have it that bad and blah, blah, blah. Seriously, reach out, guys. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I'm i here. If you want to be part of the, like, oh, our trauma's not so bad camp, come reach out to me. I deal with Joe all day. No, that, there's a lot of um, trauma there for her, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I, yeah. Again, he he he's probably not going to say he's going to give me a stroke, but... Um, <laughs> Why is that but, funny? You know, <laughs> hey, you laugh, not me. But... But no, if y'all are out there, you, you guys, your experiences, your trauma, even if it, you don't consider it trauma, but your journey to recovery through this and from a brain injury is completely 100% valid. Absolutely. Like reach out to both. Joe will give you 100% like positivity and support for you. Um, and then and come with me if you want some realism. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> but if you want someone who's had uh, a concussion or a TBI, I got you. Right, right. Absolutely. Like, like we're, we're an amazing team. Of course, it's obnoxiously positive, Joe. <laughs> and yeah, hey, we, we we have each other, you know. And oh, so I have 
um, a, a support group on um, Facebook that's slowly growing. It started out with two, three people, and I ignored it forever because I was like crazy overwhelmed with like life. But I'm getting into it, and I've met some amazing people. I've had some amazing conversations, and I think it's a place where like we could really do some good. So it's the use. It's called You So Rock um, Forum. Uh, on uh, I think the links in the Neuro Nerd bio. Mm-hmm. It's all in the the, the show notes. Um, so you can get it. But join the group. Um, tell us your story. Share. Finally, like some of the people in the USO Rock group, they're starting to connect with each other. You know, there's like side conversations happening where at the beginning it was just me having conversations with individuals. But now it's the group having conversations about things. It's so cool. Oh, like, yeah. I'm super excited. I- I'm I'm really happy that people are connecting, you know, because. Again, one of the the hardest things through recovery is actually feeling alone and having to talk to somebody like finding people to talk to that understand what you're going through. So we all understand, you know, it's it's difficult. It's it's hard. Thank goodness I found Lauren and she's helped (laughs) me through that. She was the, the honestly the first person to really understood to understand what I was going through. She she got it. And I saw it in her eyes. I I heard it in her words. She understood what I was going through. And then in turn, I think I understood what she was going through mm-hmm. and we connected that way. I want that to happen for so many other people. Yeah, all I want to do is, is is help. I think all we all want to do is help one another, you know, and, and we can do that. We can build community and we can turn this, you know, th- this 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 little thing into this big giant worldwide I, I have my arms like spread like really big because i'm i'm getting excited <laughs> i think my blood pressure is rising but like in a good way but like we, we can make a difference you know and we can really do something special if we all bond together and and make this happen we care about each other we love one another and we can all live life beautifully and thrive i think that's everybody's goal and i want to give you a little pat on the back on that one you've already achieved part of your goal this is already worldwide where do you have all your friends Oh, that's true. I have a lot of that's really cool. Yeah. 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 What what actually one of my closest stroke friends, um, Rihanna's in the Netherlands. I adore her. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Her future husband is an amazing guy, like as a um a, a caregiver, and like his story is phenomenal. I'm gonna be posting it on the 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 USO Rock section of my blog really soon. It it brought me to tears, I'm not even gonna lie. You know, my, my artist friend, uh Noreen in Australia. This is crazy. I do have like a worldwide like group of folk. This is amazing. I'm very happy. See, Lauren, I missed the hell out of you. Yeah. See you, you give this... me perspective. Aw, that's my job. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, that and a thousand other things. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it, it's we're going to be wrapping up because immediately after this, Lauren has to go. Are you kicking people in the face? No. Are you twirling? I... Are you twerking? Or are you? <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, okay. So I'm pole dancing, acting, and fighting. So uh, what I'm doing tonight is um, I am for the dance studio. We put on a quarterly professional performances. And we are doing a uh, pirate-themed show where we already had three successful shows and we're doing our encore show. But because it's Halloween, we're doing a darker version. So um, I am part of the crew this time. Last time I was the spirit of the storm. And so I am part of the crew as the, you know, what is um, part of the, part of the boat, part of the crew, part of the deck, whatever they did in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, (laughs) I am playing because it's all, it's a darker version of the previous show. So I am playing the stoned slash and or beheaded pagan goddess priestess of the crew. So, oh, yeah, I was killed wow. by the Spanish Inquisition as a heretic. 
that's wow. The only part about that I liked was stoned. <laughs> and it's not that kind of stone, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I saw some of the fo- some of the footage that you um put online. I think it was oh, in, yeah. in your Insta story. Yeah. Interesting. You guys look like you had a ball. You guys look like you had so much fun. And that little puppet creeped <laughs> me out so much. That, that, the, the, the assaulting, the, <laughs> it, it was assaulting you. I was yeah. very uncomfortable. I, I, I was going <laughs> to, I was going to have to take a stand against that puppet and be like, Hey, Hey puppet, keep your puppet little paws to yourself. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to include that as a clip for people to see on Patreon. <laughs> Actually, I think that's a good idea. But yeah, d- definitely check out um, uh, Lauren and all her escapades because seriously, one of the most amazing people in the world. Not just because I know you, Aww. just because I know you. You know Aww. what I mean? But yeah, um, uh, definitely ch- uh, check out our, our Patreon page. We really appreciate the support um, to, to help this grow and, and help keep this functional. Um, check out the You So Rock uh, support group on Facebook. Check me out at Joso Rocks everywhere. Check out Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano every, everywhere? Most uh, places? Yes. And then I do have a website that's going to be coming up in a few weeks. <gasps> I know. This is the first I'm hearing about yes. that. I am very excited. I, um, I also want to give a giant shout out to um, our sponsor, Avid, for yes, providing thank us you, with Avid. such amazing sound. They, they're, they're incredible. I love um, their color suit, purple. It's one of my favorites. Do you want to know why it's one of my favorites? Because it's really close to pink. Oh. No? Right? I'm like... Purple and pink, they go well together. I was trying to figure out. My favorite color is either crimson red or it's emerald green. Of course it would be crimson red. The same color as blood. Well, no. And then I was thinking, no, it's actually probably emerald green because I'm a Slytherin. You are? Oh, you know. You got to be Ravenclaw and cool like me. No, I'm straight up Slytherin. Like almost 100%. You know what? I agree with that. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, I am. I was like, are you going to yeah, fight me? Yes. Yeah, no, I am not because I'm Ravenclaw. <laughs> yes. I don't wait. Do, I don't, you know what? I don't even really know what Ravenclaw is like famous for. I know like Harry Potter is, is Gryffindor and then Slytherin are all the evil guys and then Hufflepuff are all the nerds. Ravenclaw, I no. think I'm like right there in the middle. No, 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 no. Ravenclaw no? are the smart people, which is why you're probably a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Shots fired. Pew, pew. <laughs> that was a mental kick to the face. <laughs> Lauren, I am so happy to be doing this. I wish you were here with me in person, but I'm so happy I can hear your voice and get to do this episode with you. I've missed you terribly. I know you're super busy. I know you got to go. So we're wrapping up this episode. And um, magically, like, how, what did I compare this to? I was going to say Back to the Future, but it wasn't. What, what futuristic thing are we doing with this? Is like Star Trek, uh, maybe? Uh, maybe Star Trek. Sure, sure. It's not like really. I, it's not like I, really in the future. I, I'm not a Trek. Right. So, I'm not so a for, nerd. <laughs> no, as you shouldn't be. So from my Tony Stark to Lawrence Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, neuro nerds out. out. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.